Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ingenium Books podcast. I'm super excited about this one today. We are talking about immersive audiobooks. What the heck is that, you might say? We're going to answer that question. We're going to talk about what they are, what are the elements. We're going to hear some examples. We're going to talk about an exciting project that we've got coming up very soon at Ingenium Books related to immersive audiobooks and a lot more. Welcome to the Ingenium Books Podcast for the author, publisher, changemaker. Being an author is something that you've got to take seriously. You're an indie author, you take the risk, you reap the rewards, you are in charge of the decisions, you're the head of that business. What happens if you start writing your book before you identify your why? What's the problem with that? The Ingenium Books Podcast. Your podcast hosts are Bonnie and John Wagner Stafford of Ingenium Books. Hey, that's us. And of course, the resident expert in the house, everything audio, anything to do with production sound, our very own co-founder and CFO, John Wagner Stafford. Hello, hello everyone. Thanks very much, Bonnie. So immersive audiobooks. It's not really common language. It I had to look it up <laughs> before this. I mean, we knew what we, we've been working on a project uh, for a while uh, here. So I knew what the elements were, but I didn't know what the label was. So immersive audiobook. you may not even have heard of it. Um, and if you have, uh, maybe you don't know what it is, but let's start with what it is, John. So what, um, what a, an immersive audiobook is, is think about an audiobook just quickly. It's, dialogue it's sound it's 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 a it's a narrator talking uh, narrating the book and usually when, one narrator yeah one narrator usually through the whole book and that's the way they started for sure but the word immersive comes into play so how can you be more immersive than a than a narrator well we can add elements we can add actually uh uh characters multiple, multiple characters multiple voices we can add music we can add original music, in, in most importantly, and we can add supporting sounds and sound effects. And what that really um, means is that we're producing, uh, or an immersive audiobook is a, a film, essentially, without the picture. With your eyes closed. So you can imagine yourself sitting in the theater, Dolby surround and whatnot, great sound and you've got your eyes closed and you're feeling the rumble of the speakers and you are listening to the music with the string violins and the sound effects with the big bangs and you're totally immersed in that story and that action and the, and the feeling that's going on in there that's what an immersive audiobook is sounds very cool yes, it does. now it is different from a multi-character voice actor books yes so to, to, to be immersive, you really do want to imagine that you're in that movie theater having a cinematic experience, except with your eyes closed. Yeah, and uh, just pick up on what you said about a multi-character voice actor. So often with audiobooks and old-time radio shows, you'd have one actor who would be playing three different characters with three different uh, put-on voices or accents. There might be a British accent there. He's coming in, and then there's a little lady talking. You know, so they would hey, they would be they'd be really <laughs> acting the voices, and that would be a multi-character uh, story, but with one 
uh, voice or one one uh, voiceover per, uh, one, expert. One actor. One actor. Right. In the case of immersive audiobooks, we have multiple different voices. And in the case of the book that we're going to be talking about today, that is the case. We have eight different characters. Yeah. So just to clarify that a, a multi-voice actor book, whether it's immersive or not, has multiple characters. actors yes. and multiple characters. Yes. Or it may have one actor playing multiple characters. But if it has those other elements, the sound effects, the music, and the multiple actor slash characters, that's immersive. That's immersive. Right. Okay. Exactly. So um, can you talk a little bit more about those elements? You did describe them, but so, and is there a level of importance? Well, you know, when, when we think about it, we were just discussing it earlier, when uh, the radio was invented, uh, you can imagine the family sitting around listening to all the war reports, but during all that, of that time. That would have been after the radio was invented. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yes. Um, and and there, there were radio shows and there would be um, an actor who would be speaking into a microphone and then banging on some sound effects. And there'd be a person in the background playing the piano. So in terms of priority, um, and in fact, I'll just take that one step further. When, when uh, film first started coming into existence, we were in the theater, not me, but my parents probably were in the theater watching the film and there was a pianist or a musician playing honky-tonk music live in the theater. So the most important element that would be added to those, that narrator or those voices, that voice acting, would be music. And music so the, the, but the film you just talked about, there's no voices yet. There are there no was voices. Just silent. That's correct. And then there was music. So yes. in the order in which they appeared in our concept of these productions, so that that may not necessarily mean the music was most important, but that was what was easy easiest for us at that time to add in. Well, and and you know the re the reason why it was easiest, I think it was not only easy, but I think it was most effective because it's a lot easier to tell a story, or a lot better to tell a story with music than the banging of a cymbal or the banging of a spoon. Right. You can be much more complete with the music. You can, you can, you can convey a lot more of emotion or stress or tension and release. And so that's why music. Yeah. And then, so, so music is important. And then in terms of where we are talking now about immersive, I think we wouldn't consider, I'm asking the question, hmm. would we consider um, an audiobook to be immersive if there were no voices. Well, I'm not sure it would be an audiobook if there were no it voices. Would just be a, how would you know what the story is? Because what we're doing with an audiobook record. Yeah, well, what we're doing with an audiobook is we are we we've got a book telling that, a story, which is telling the story, and instead of needing or having to read it, which we all love to do anyway, we can sit in the car and listen to it. Right, and yeah. So in order, it just give, the order of priority is the voice. Voice. Yes. Then the next order of priority is the I would music. say music because it is the m most supportive of of storytelling. And then you would add sound effects or other sounds. Other sounds. Those three yeah. layers. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and we're, we have an example here in a moment. But before we get there, can any book? Can any audiobook become an immersive? Is, is, is any kind of book suitable? 
Yeah, great question. And and my answer to that is I don't think just any audiobook can become an immersive audiobook. And uh, there are many reasons why. One of the most, uh, the, the ones that come to the forefront for me is let's take a nonfiction, how to manage your company book. It's an audiobook. It was originally written as a paperback and now it's an audiobook. And you've got some narrate some actor narrator telling you open your page get the right pens buy this software there's not uh, an emotional story there's not a story arc there's no characters to develop necessarily and there might be some excerpts with stories in there uh, which might lend themselves to music but but uh, in general i think that type of book is not conducive to immersive audio um, also, you, you, you probably want to, uh, as we do when we're writing books, check in on who your audience is and make sure that the, if you're thinking of immersive audio books, is your audience going to embrace that immersive aspect of the audio book? Um, I, I would imagine in most cases, if the answer is yes, it's yes, but, but uh, uh, it's something to check in on. Yeah, I was yeah. doing a little bit of research before we started this episode, and I found, uh, you know, one place in particular where they specialize in publication of these immersive audiobooks. And I didn't go any further than to see the long page of the thumbnail icons for <laughs> the types of books. And it was like, oh, that's a fantasy. Oh, that's a fantasy. Oh, that's a fantasy. So, so fantasy and again, I didn't drill further to confirm that that's what it, that's what they look like, but pretty yeah. clearly from, so, so that seems to be the kind of book that, that, that could, but it's not the only kind. Right. And you know, I, I, I'm going to just take a bet that why there's a lot of fantasies because fantasy lends itself well to emotional music and big music and big sound effects and, and, uh, it, it, you don't necessarily need that to be to have an immersive audiobook, right. in, my, in my opinion. Yeah. And so we we are not in a position at the time of recording uh, of this audiobook to talk about the marketability or, you know, how, you know, how much of a demand is there? That's you know, we we'd need to be looking at what is your book? Uh, you know, what what's the reader identification? How long is it? What kind of a story it is? What you know, what's the inside like and, and kind of do an assessment? Yeah. like that. It's not the same as saying, oh, there's a big, huge growing demand for audiobooks, which is true, but we can't, from the position where we are now, tell you for sure that there's a huge growing demand for immersive. It seems to make sense. But um, I now want to talk a little bit about that music element. And um, so, and, and we, we keep talking about, we're going to have this project we're going to talk about in a, in a minute um, that we've been working on. But there are a number of ways to get the components for an immersive audiobook, uh, you know, auditions and professional narrators and voice actors for the voice bits. And there's, you know, lots of places where you can license bits of sound and some sound effects. And it's very common for sound producers and people in the film and television and other sound industries to be going to libraries where they license mm -hmm. uh, particular pieces of music for a particular application. But then uh, there is originally composed music for that project. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, I would I would ask, and this is just from my years of experience in, in sound production for film and television, for many, many years, is why original music over 
canned music or or yes, uh, great library music. And my answer to that is quality and better storytelling. And one of the things that we do at Genium Books is we make sure that we're telling great stories all the time. So uh, original composition lends itself much better to supporting um, uh, storytelling. They write, and there's an example, in fact, in one of the cues, uh, the, in one we'll of the cues, there. uh, there's an example of exactly how that would happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, we we have been uh, working on an audio book for one of our books, Nova, The Courage to Rise. Um, it is uh, written by Trisha Jacobson with Marie Beswick Arthur. It's a, a lovely, delightful little book. It's a little five by eight. It's designed to, for uh, an audience of, of late teen or early adult uh girls, teen, women, young women. Um, and uh, this book won, uh, has won a couple of awards, it, 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 not in any particular order, but the International Impact Book Awards winner in the female empowerment and young adult category. So two categories. And um, I'm not going to read the back cover. I was going to read the back cover to tell you what kind of a book it is, but I realized that we have the, the first little clip that we're going to pay uh, for you. But it is, it's a coming of age story. We have these two teenage girls, Stella and Aurora, who find themselves on an inner, inner city camping trip. And then they end up on a quest uh, for self-improvement. Yeah, self-discovery, like. self-improvement. Yeah, yeah, how to, how yeah. to, you know. Yeah, and, and these two characters are, as many times in life, they're best friends, but they're opposites. Right. Which is kind of it's interesting. It's great. And, yeah, it's perfect. Yes, yeah, so there's a little bit of uh, So the first little bit that we're going to play you is if this just was a multi-voice actor book, which it is, we have eight different uh, voices, mm -hmm. every, eight different characters here. Um, and that's a whole other conversation mm -hmm. that we can have. Uh, and maybe we'll get into that a, a little bit. Uh, later today, but uh, I'm going to play for you. We're going to play for you what this would sound like just as an audiobook. So we won't go too long, but we'll yeah. just let you have a chapter one Aurora and Stella count the stars. How many stars you figure are up there, Aurora? Too many to count, Stella. How's the sleeping bag? More than a million? <laughs> you should know. You're the smart one. I'm just the big mouth. Okay, more than a million. Maybe a billion. And you're not that loud, Stella. Who are we really? Sometimes I wish I was one. A star. And everything was a restart. Sometimes I wish I hadn't been born. Okay, so that gives you an idea. The girls have a very good energetic dynamic between the two of them. The, it, the, the entire book is the two of them interacting with other characters as they go on this quest, yeah. on their journey. Yeah. But so this is the same little snippet, but, um, but as an immersive audiobook. Chapter 1. Aurora and Stella Count the Stars. 
stars you figure are up there, Aurora? Too many to count, Stella. How's the sleeping bag? More than a million? <laughs> you should know. You're the smart one. I'm just the big mouth. Okay, more than a million. Maybe a billion. And you're not that loud, Stella. Who are we really? Sometimes I wish I was one. A star. And everything was a restart. Sometimes I wish I hadn't been born. Don't say that, Stella. Hey, shall I be mom? I love it when you're mom, Aurora. It's the best part of my day. Okay, close your eyes. All the way, Stella, no cheating. They are. They're closed. Okay, I'm trusting you, Stella. Here we go. Yeah. So quite a difference. It's exactly the same content. It's exactly the same sections of this book. It's chapter one, as you heard. Um, and that is not canned music. That is not putting in some keywords into a uh, search bar. That is you have written that piece of music mm -hmm. specifically for this book. Yeah. So um, tell me what and tell us what went into how did you how did you know what kind of music needed to be there at the beginning well the, the it, <clears throat> creating music for an audio immersive audiobook is very similar to a film or television you need to know the story you need to know who the characters are you need to decide on a style and come up with some starting point of what do we think this story needs as far as supporting music colors instrumentation, etc. So in this particular instance, this was the first time that we meet the two characters. They've got opposing personalities. It's a, it's a very, we, we, hopefully we supported this, this, this moment where it's the first time that we hear them, they're friends, they're talking about the stars and we're kind of introducing the beginnings of what their journey is going to be like. So the, that was what we wanted to try to underline with the music. The tone of the music throughout the whole book is actually very soft. There's nothing erratic about it. There's no big action. And so uh, a lot of it is slow, orchestral, uh, very sweet when it needs to be sweet and a little rough on, in some places. And um, there was there was this this heartfelt moment when they, they start talking about their mothers because part of this, they're both orphans. And this is what brought them together. So we wanted to kind of underline that sweetness of their first meeting, if you yeah, will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, I think we we did it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's 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 wonderful. Um, so we have a couple of other examples, and and where we want to talk about how the immersive elements are being used, both the music, but also the the sound effects. I mean, at, right at the beginning, you probably heard the crickets. So you know that it's nighttime or dawn or dusk. And so, yeah. you know, and, in, and you know that they're outside. Yeah. Um, so, and then John talked about already the emotional support for the music. So we have a couple of other uh, examples. Play this one. This one's a little longer, but um, uh, I was saying earlier about how uh, music will the original aspect of music will support very specifically the story uh at the very end of this queue i think this is about 25 seconds or so at the very end of this queue there's some storytelling with the music that 
I think works really well. Okay. And, uh, you would not get that easily from stock music. Oh, right. Okay. I'm trusting you, Stella. Here we go. Once upon a time, high in a tree in the middle of a little park in a big city, there was a bird sitting on an egg in a nest. One day, the bird left to get some food, and while she was gone, the egg began to crack. This baby bird poked its beak through the shell, then its head. The baby knew it was alone, so it hopped out of the nest, inched along the branch, and dropped itself onto the ground. It couldn't fly yet, Stella. Not far down the sidewalk, the baby bird met up with a wiry black dog. Are you my mother? asked the baby bird. No, I am not, said the dog. It couldn't fly, but it could talk? It's a story. Get out of your head, Stella. I don't have to tell it. Okay, okay, it could talk. The talking bird was determined and continued down the street, asking a cat, a toy dinosaur, and a mitten if they were its mother. Each of them said no. The baby bird persevered and found itself at the edge of a construction site where a giant yellow digging machine was parked. The baby bird climbed onto the giant teeth of the creature and shouted, Mother, mother, I found you! But the machine let out a snort from its exhaust. You are not my mother, you are a snorty thing, said the baby bird, who had now become trapped in the digger's massive bucket that was rising from the ground. I want my mother. Aurora, I want my mother. I know you do, Stella. Shh. The baby bird began to cry. And at that moment, the baby bird saw the branches of the tree. And just as the nest came into view, the snort dropped the baby back into the nest next to its mother. The end. Yeah, so it's got the little stepping do 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 do. So you Here's know something right, something yeah. different is happening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there were three or four very particular sections in there. There was the 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 opening where they were they were the bird was on the quest looking around for the for the mother, and then there was a bit of a pause, and the music took a pause and changed a bit, and then started up again with a different different theme of the dot up dot up and then when i want my mother the music changed completely again with you know the, yeah. the, the strings and that emotional blah. so that's much more difficult to do homogeneously canned with canned music and at the very end when the bird dropped down there's a bit of a ding which could be done with a sound effect but then you'd have to tune it and find the right perfect timing yeah. so the original music aspect just lends itself much better to the pacing of a short cue like that. If you yeah. Will, or short. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that while you were working on this and you'd be composing your piece of music and you'd say, Bonnie, listen to this. How does this work? And then we had quite a few <laughs> conversations about, is this the right emotional tone? Mm. Because when, if you think about at its core, when you're writing a print book, and, and you know, we talked about this a little bit in an, in an episode previously when we were talking about show versus tell mm. with Amy McCracken and Marie Beswick Arthur, who is a, a writer on this project, Nova. Uh, and we talked about 
how you want to create that emotional feel for the reader and you leave certain elements up to the reader's imagination. And th this is taking that a little further. And if you like, you, on one hand, you're removing a little bit of a variable level. On the one hand. On yeah. the one hand, in terms of you are further going down the decision-making road to create an emotional feel that is an additional layer to what is there just from the print. Then you have the voices giving you a little bit more of the emotional support, and then you have the music. There still is room for the interpretation of the listener because we don't know what pictures they have going on in their head, but it just takes them a step further, yeah. reinforcing where they are on that emotional journey. And, and if it was important to make sure that that original uh, letting the reader feel and decide, there's a place for that in, in, in the music and in the design of a, yes. of a musical cue as well. In most of these instances, uh, that's not happening. In some, actually, it is. But in most of them, we're just supporting what what actually, with the bare, naked voice, might not be even close to an emotional right. moment. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, we have a third cue. These are all these examples are from the first chapter. And, you know, we have, I don't know how many chapters, 13 14, or something, 14. 14. Um, and each, each uh, chapter has its own character characteristic yeah. and and uh yeah. and i, I want to we're going to go a little long on this episode um because we have to because i've got a couple other questions but let's play this third example and, Can, do you want to set this yeah, up yeah i'll just i'll just this is the end of chapter one uh i think it's a really emotional 30 seconds or 20 seconds as well and um without the music it could have been a dry moment and i think with the music it is super super emotional it will let you decide and you can decide of course <laughs> okay fine then you have to be my mother tomorrow i will aurora i will i'll find a good story and i'll even braid your hair i want my mother too stella why did i choose this stupid story when you mumble i can't hear you are you crying I was thinking about the stars and our names and the story and our stories. I never really knew her. I know you've heard me ask this a hundred times, but why does someone walk out when their kid is two? And why did she have to die? Where would I have lived if it wasn't for my grandpa? How can I want my mother? What if the dog and the dinosaur and the mitten and the machine were wrong? What if everything is a mother? You're crazy, Aurora. What if we're each other's mother? What if we are each our own mother? What if a mother is bigger than just a person who disappears when you're little or who's there but not there like you need her to be? Aurora, stop. No, not stop. Let's go. Let's find out. And so they go and they find out. Yeah. The, 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 the rest of the uh, immersive audiobook is all about them going and finding out. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to uh, 
talk about the voices. So the, 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 it's got original music. There's, you know, there's sound effects that you've incorporated, you know, in, in one of the later chapters, the girls are walking down a road, they've gotten off a bus. And so you, you hear those footsteps and it's not overdone. It's just yeah. enough to give you the suggestion of the physical activity that's happening. So mm -hmm. you've got the music for emotional support. You have sound effects to give support to the physical, tactical uh, occurrences. Yeah. And, uh, and then w w when we were talking about uh, this, doing this episode, we, we talked about, and I want to come back to this because it's what kind of story is appropriate to, to, to consider for an immersive audiobook. And you talked about character arc. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, uh, I'll start by saying when we're designing music for an immersive audiobook and there are multiple characters, there are usually one or two principal characters. And with the music, we didn't hear a lot of it in chapter one necessarily, but you often want to associate a, a, an instrument or a, a color texture, if you will, with one character and a different one for another character. And so as that character develops and comes, becomes stronger or weaker or, you know, within the story, those instruments can, can change. So there'll be a theme, da, 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 and there'll be an instrument like a flute and, and an oboe or a clarinet. And then those elements will change as the character changes. Um, and so we follow the story and build the music ele musical elements with the character and with the overall story arc as well. If the story is getting darker, then the music will be darker. If it's getting tougher and, and or more positive, there'll be much more positive musical elements coming out as the story evolves. If the author of the book has not created a story with either a strong story arc or strong character arcs, can the music or the rest of the immersive sound elements compensate? I think in, in some instances it might, we were talking about this earlier as a composer. Um, I sure prefer to have a great story to write music to. It's, it's not that it's easier to write music, but the overall result of great story and great music is, is super, super great. Um, if you've got a story that doesn't have much of an arc, it might not need much of an arc. Right. Um, Depending, it, that's what right? you said. Depends. Yeah. It depends. Um, but if we wanted to, if it should have more of an arc and we could help it out with music in some circumstances, depends on how long things are. Uh, so it, it can help. Yeah. And, and more so music than sound effects in that case. Yeah. Right. So, but a strong, so if you're listening and you're going, Oh gee, is my story, maybe would it work as a, as an immersive you, that that's one of the things you can kind of assess yourself is, is, is there a strong character arc? So, and in the case of Nova, the girls start out missing their mothers, yeah. not knowing why they've been left and they're camping in the middle of a park in a, in the middle of a city and by the end of the book they're different people they are they they have really um they have really changed and and grown and so you've you've got for the immersive 
audiobook elements, you've got lots to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, great dialogue that, that's yeah. written. But the, the, the last thing I wanted to, uh, to dive into, unless you had any other thoughts, and we're, we're going to be, as I say, a little bit over, but I wanted to talk about, so we've got eight different voices mm -hmm. um, and we have the two main characters or the two main, main the two girls, Aurora, Aurora and Stella. Stella. And uh, can you just talk about how you worked all those voices and, and where they came from? And one of the, so in some of the research I was doing, the immersive audiobook uh, producers seem to have studios mm. and they bring, you know, all the voice actors and the elements of the sound into a studio. This is not how this, this happened. Yeah. Well, so, you know, that often depends on, on money. Right. <laughs> um, and, and the plan of the, so, so just let the car go by. Um, yeah. If you've got um, a bit of a budget and a requirement for five actors and you bring them into the studio all at the same time, and this is what I used to do for a living often in film and television, we would have, people sitting in a, a you know, sound high quality booth. sound booth and they'd be looking at each other and they'd be reading and waiting and reading and waiting their lines. And just like on a film set, when you're reading your lines and then the other person's answering back in the case of Nova, we didn't have quite so, so much of a budget for, for that. Um, so we were challenged with how are we going to do that? And we happened to find some amazing actors who uh, with some direction, um, and, and we really laid out the groundwork about what, what the requirement in the story was. Um, they recorded these in their home studios. Each one of these people had their home studio. They're the professional narrators, the professional narrators out of their home studio, out of yeah. their home studio. Exactly. And they didn't have Stella didn't have Aurora looking at her when she was wanting her mother. So she was really acting very well. And I think, and then we had to edit it all together. So with the actors in the same room, there's still a bit of editing, but a lot less. So there's quite a bit of editing to do with this, with this piecing the timing and changing the timing of the original delivery because of, of the emotion or, or whatever. So we did a lot of, of editing. Um, but I must say that everyone on this project did an amazing job of interpreting the character throughout every chapter. Um, even if their opposing character or the person they were having a conversation with Wasn't was not in front of them and in the room. So, yeah. so thanks everybody for doing such a great job. Yeah, no. And I think the two main characters, it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like they were right, right there. It, it's like, like they were right there camping and they're yeah. in, sitting in front of the fire talking together. That's the way it feels. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is, I think this is kind of, it's the first immersive audiobook that we've done at Ingenium Books. Uh, hopefully, I'm sure it won't be the last. Mm. Um, but John, of course, is uh, composing original music and can can compose original music for your podcast opening or your clothes or your, if you, it does, you know, an immersive audiobook, it doesn't have to be, you can still have a little bit of music to open your audiobook and to close your audiobook. That's not going to make it immersive necessarily, but might add a nice little element. But if you want original uh, music composed and, uh, and, and arranged and created, John's your guy. Uh, and if you want to inquire about an immersive audiobook, John's your guy. Yeah, I was just going to say, if, you know, you might not know if my what book is right for this or not, or how would I go to pressure? I have yeah. no money. How can I do this? Happy to chat about all of that. I, I Except spent... the no money part. <laughs> <laughs> these I... are, these are 
big projects. Yeah, but but uh, what I meant by that was at least I can I can put you in a mindset where you can you know think about doing something. Yeah. And uh, the, so Nova The Courage to Rise, the immersive audiobook, is going to be out soon. Uh, we're just in the final stages. I think you were you were saying print. Yeah. Print, John, of course, I'm the print side, so he's like, printing? I'm printing? No, it's audio. But anyway, John was printing the chapters uh, yesterday and today. Um, and uh, so you'll, at the front of the audiobook, you'll be able to hear the list of credits for who the voice actors were. I don't have, I should have had the list ready for here, but we'll add them into the show notes because they really have done a great job. And we encourage you to take a listen to that mm-hmm. um, audiobook. And, um, and of course, then the other thing that we're really uh, working towards now with our podcast is if you are listening to our podcast and you enjoy the episodes, it would really be helpful for other people uh, if you could uh, write a review, rate the uh, the our podcast, the Ingenium Books podcast, and uh, and write a review. And you can do that in a number of ways. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to our podcast website, which is ingeniumbookspodcast.com and uh right at the top you'll see a little link that says rate show easy peasy you can also leave us a voicemail there or there's a contact form so lots of ways to get in touch but really fascinating excited about this project looking forward to having it published and out there and uh we'll be talking about it uh some more so thank you very much and thank thank you, you john thank you bonnie thanks for listening If you enjoyed this episode of the Ingenium Books podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, but also consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, where you can see these episodes in addition to hearing them.